When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Pivot with Purpose podcast, a podcast all about helping you identify and navigate your next move in life or career with confidence. I'm your host, Megan Houle, a one-stop shop for all things recruiting, professional development, and career pivots. And through my insights and our guest conversations, these episodes will help you to shift your mindset, change your direction, and change your life. Let's dive in. Kate Luzio is the founder and CEO of Luminary, a global membership-based professional education and networking platform created to uplift, upskill, and propel women forward through all phases of their professional journey. Kate launched Luminary in 2018 with a mission to create an ecosystem of high-touch engagement to address and impact the systematic challenges faced by women across all industries and sectors. Members are comprised of a multi-generational and intersectional community of individuals, entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, corporations, and organizations, including American Express, Verizon, Paramount, UBS, Spotify, J.B. Morgan Chase, Unilever, MasterCard, LVMH, and many more. Kate Lucio, welcome to the Pivot with Purpose podcast. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to be here. Yes. I feel like like we were saying in, uh, as we were chatting a little earlier, um, you know, we have a dear friend connection. Shout out to Lisa Licht. And I remember listening to you on her podcast as we were saying really before the pandemic. And I'm like, I want to be like Kate <laughs> when I grow <laughs> up. Um, and it's so crazy, right? Almost four years later. I know. How I we're know. doing all the things and we persevered and we got through and, you know, still a lot of things and challenges going on in the world. But I'm just so impressed with all that you've built and so happy to have you here and in the spirit of all things stories you know pivots podcast careers whatnot um tell us a little bit about about you like what are you doing what titles are you holding tell us all about kate and where we're catching you yeah so um well you're catching me in in uh, in new york city today I'm, i'm actually at luminary so we, um, you know, a little bit of my background and we can dive into that, but Luminary yeah. right now, right? So we're almost five years old, which is crazy. Wow. Feel, sometimes it feels like 50, but yeah. um, we're five years old and we're really, I'm very proud that we're here because as a, we started, you know, almost five years ago as a, a gathering space for our community in New York City, right? Yeah. 15,000 square space, 15,000 square feet um, wow. with the intention of building community um, around content and programming, right? So everything that we do is around this delivering programming that could upscale and uplift women and, and our allies because we're, we're gender inclusive, but our mission is to advance women in the workforce. And so that was what we did that first year to all of 2019, which is where you heard me um, mm-hmm. in that um, in that podcast towards the end of that year, a great year. And then the pandemic hit. And so I, I'm kind of fast forwarding, but that first year really showed us that there was a need for community. There was a need for bringing people together around learning and development. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we went online literally overnight mm-hmm. in March of early March of 2020. And then that really 
really catapulted us um, into building our digital offering. And, you know, we went from a couple, you know, a thousand members to now several thousand over the 10,000 mark around the world. Um, And everything that we do is around, as I said, community content and programming. But we are now truly a global uh, professional education and networking platform where four and a half years ago, we were definitely a, a professional education and networking community. Mm-hmm. But that is just, again, accelerated thanks to the pandemic. Right. And we work with both individuals as well as companies. So we have a B2C yeah. and a B2B model. And that has been since we launched. And so we're yeah. just, um, we're, we're happy that it's almost the end of 2023. We're looking forward to 2024. Same. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think about the you know, every year I very much like Elisa, I hate resolutions because you never stick with them and you're like, blah, blah, blah. I want to do this. Although one year I did, I think it was 2021 because I like needed it, needed the community. I wrote down, make new friends. (laughs) So I'm very happy to say I've I've, um, gotten that resolution off the ground. (laughs) But, you know, I feel like in this day and age, um, you know, there's so, there's so much out there in terms of like the digital space and like career advancements and, um, it's so needed. But you know, my theme for this year was, um, I'm disappointed, but I'm not surprised. And I feel like I've, I've seen that in memes. And although, you know, I think there's a great expansion that has gone on, you know, it's, it's definitely been a challenge. It's been a challenging year in like a lot of ways. So I think we like rode this amazing wave. Like my business last year was on fire. Like it was so amazing. And then, you know, the highs and lows of entrepreneurship, which we can get into. And both of my businesses are filled with uncertainty, Kate, like nothing is guaranteed in my world. Um, You know, I think um, I'm also looking to 2024. So I'm with you and maybe doing some fun things together. But yeah, yeah. so to dive into your pivots um, in exploring your background and doing my due diligence on you, who maybe you you had some very big career pivots uh, coming off of uh, a career, which I know, as you've introed yourself, you're very much not doing today. So yes. give us some of those early highlights. However, I think like what you started in probably has propelled and fueled you into the success that you've had. So give us those early career highlights. What yeah. what were you doing early Kate years? Yes. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. so early Kate years. So yeah. I started I started my career in nonprofit. I, I was a political science major and then very quickly uh, realized that that I needed to make money. And I was living in DC and and this is back in the late 90s. And so it was the internet boom before yeah. the bust. And Got a job at a, at a at a startup and r- never really thought that that would be the path. And it was an incredible learning opportunity. Had the opportunity to to be in China quite often, mm-hmm. and and then decided to go back to school at night because I needed to work to pay for that um, that master's degree at Georgetown. And then I got recruited by a bank, and that was something that I never thought about. I didn't have a finance background, no accounting, nothing, um, but. It was an opportunity. The recruiter for that bank was saying, you know, we love your profile. We can teach you all the technical stuff. And I say this because I think oftentimes, and we know the stats, right? Women don't go for the job because they don't have everything. And this was nothing that I had ever thought would Mm. be something I would be qualified for. Mm -hmm. So I thought, well, this is a great financial institution. Let me just try it, see where it goes, could build something. And then, you know, the better part of two decades later, I was still doing it. Obviously, I had spent... um, 
you know, th- my, my basically my career in finance at three different banks, Bank of America, JP Morgan and, and HSBC, and, and had the opportunity to, to really pivot in roles um, quite um, significantly in each mm-hmm. of those banks and, and, and grow my influence and grow my, 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 um, my teams and my PNL. But, but to your point, mm-hmm. all of what I learned in those 20 something years, cause I include that tech and nonprofit is that's what prepared me to be able to launch my business. Yeah. Um, I even say if I had tried to do this five years before that, mm-hmm. I don't think I would have been ready. Um, yeah. I don't even, some days I don't even feel like I'm still ready. You're like, what right? am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> but, no, but, yeah. um, but all of those skills are so transferable. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, mm-hmm. that we tend to downplay them in particular as women and women of yeah. color. And I yeah. think it's like, no, you've got to lean into your skills and your yes. strengths. And if you are the type of person that I learn by just doing, right? Yeah. And I want to listen Same. and listen and, and and just sort of absorb. And then I'm gaining new skills when I'm doing that. So I came with a hell of a lot of skills. And now I'm in it with a hell of a lot of new skills that whether I continue to build Luminary, and obviously that's what we're doing, mm-hmm. or I completely do something new. And, mm-hmm. and by the way, we, that is definitely on the table at some point in my life. I'm still young uh, or I consider myself young. And so I will leave this entrepreneurial journey with whatever I do next at that point with a ton of skills that I can apply to whatever that looks like in my next chapter. I love it. And it's so true. I mean, in, in all of the mostly high profile to mid manager plus you know plus uh women that I coach and assist with with career pivots mm-hmm. and both sides of my jobs as a recruiter as well you know the conversations that I have when people come to me I'm like I want to make a career move okay what do you want to do I'm flexible no you're not there's definitely <laughs> those heck no things that yes. you know you don't want to be doing and you know, I think the the stigma is like there. I can't pivot into a different industry, and I can't you know c- go from fashion to beauty, or I can't go from this. I'm like, you can, and also like, what are those foundational skills that you have that no one's going to be able to take those away yeah. from you? There's hard skills, there's soft skills, as those are the people and the culture skills. And I think sometimes it's so hard for individuals to really sit down and be like, what am I good at? Yeah. Um, And I'm sure you probably speak to this a lot in Luminary, which we'll get to, but um, it's just really fun. I mean, that's, I was a retail leadership manager for, you know, 15 plus years running huge global stores, but I always was staffing positions, Kate, right? Right, So when I knew I wanted to get out of the floor, out of working 24 hours a day. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm like, oh, I really like hiring people and helping them career, you know, make their career moves. And here I am. So um, 15 plus years later. So that's really cool. I love that. And, you know, was there a pivotal moment, you know, getting through banking, um, kind of being at the end of this journey, so to speak? Was there a moment or a year or something that stood out where you're just like, okay, it's time to go? Like, I remember my moment when I'm like, time to pivot. But but um, did that happen to you or was there anything that really stood out? Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, I, again, I, I use this poor, my, one of my mentors, poor, poor guy is probably like, Kate, you just constantly are talking about me. Oh, that's um, okay. So he you. and I, so he had been my mentor for many years. He came, he was at JP Morgan for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, he's now at Citizens Bank and 
he and I um, met for drinks um, just again to catch up. And I, I was just telling him about what sort of where I was and what I was thinking about my next, you know, the next big job. Yeah. And he, he really asked me, you know, again, I, I didn't realize it then, but a pivotal question around, just, is this really what I want to do for the rest of my life? Mm-hmm. And one of the things he mentioned to me was, you tell everybody this wasn't your story. You didn't have this goal to be a banker. You sort of fell into it, got recruited into it. So yeah. did I want to do something different? And one of the things he said was, you love having impact, whether that's with your clients, with your people, with the women's network, um, you know, all of the things that you do, you are so focused on impact. So is there something else that you can do or that you've ever even thought about around and I had not right because I'm a traditional Gen Xer it's like what's the next thing mm-hmm. you know climbing 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 and it several couple of weeks later I was like wait a second I am not going to be able to figure out what what that next step is in my life if I don't want to stay in banking and I wasn't sure yeah and so I left I left banking oh my goodness um I left banking and uh and 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 one of the things he also said is you can always go back, right? Yeah. You're oh, not 100%. losing, right? You're not losing all the skills. Yeah, and you have a great network and you have yeah. a great reputation. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, then about eight weeks later, after interviewing with lots of different places, mm. I wrote a business plan. Didn't know that's what I was going to do, and then and here you weeks, are. Yeah, and then yeah. a few weeks later, I was like, "This is what I'm going to do." <gasps> I love it. Well, what in, so what inspired you to bring Luminary to life? Like, why Luminary? Like, tell me the story behind the name. Yeah. Like, what did your business plan look like? What? How did you get there? Yeah, tell us. Yeah, that. so the business plan was 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 paramount, right? So mm-hmm. I I literally had this idea. I was talking to my my boyfriend about it, and he said, "Write it all down." And yes. so I said, "Okay, I'll write it down." Yeah. And I had known from building businesses and strategic plans for the banks that I worked for, so. Built a full, you know, spent two weeks in my pajamas, built a business plan, then did our financial projections and said, wait a second, I can do this on my own. I'm going to use my own capital to do this. Um, That's a huge risk, but I'm taking a big risk and a bet on myself. And then I started to do focus groups. I'll call them focus groups, just meeting with people, friends, my network. Would you, would this be something you would, you know, you would participate in that you would put money down for? Would you join as a member? Um, and then I fake pitched to a number of, you know, friends in, 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 in finance that were part of VC and private equity to just hear what, like have them poke holes in what I was yeah. building yeah. and, you know, obviously adjusted the business plan, um, before we, we formally sort of like went out and launched, but I didn't have a name for a while. Mm-hmm. And then in March of 2018, I was posting, I posted on LinkedIn about, Women's History Month and something that I was doing with Girls Inc. where I sit on the board. Mm-hmm. And a gentleman that I worked with, I didn't know him. He was a colleague of mine at JP Morgan um, in India, sent me an email on LinkedIn and said, Hey, I love what you're posting. I've, I've followed you since you were at JP Morgan and you've always been such a luminary. And that was it. Oh, stop it. <gasps> That was it. It was like ding, ding, ding. Because um, that's what I, I wanted to build a community of luminaries, right? Of role models, of, of people that, that that lift each other up, that that propel each other forward. Um, and so that was the name. And Whoa, then um, eight months later, we launched our physical location. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, this, the rest is a little bit of history. 
Amazing. Well, I, I want to dive more into Luminary, but before we get there, so you decided to make this pivot, leaving finance, which I call, you know, there's definitely those jobs where we call them certainty jobs. Like I was just saying, like yes. you have structure, you have you have a paycheck, <laughs> <Stability>. <laughs> all the things, aka corporate America. Um, you know, so making this pivot, especially I think when you have family and listening into your podcast. I know you have some pretty amazing like mom and dad, uh, you know, job history back there, um, you know, that are established those, you know, family career professionals that may not have the same entrepreneurial stole. Like I remember when I had left my, I used to work at LVMH and I remember saying like, oh, I'm just going to go recruit and make no money. And they're like, are you, are you okay? Like actually, <laughs> um, you know, so you, some people will believe in you. Some people are going to question you every step of the way. But what was that conversation like for you? Cause I think a lot of people struggle with saying, I want to do this because there's so much shame around the expectations that family members, Aunt Sally, someone talks to you at Thanksgiving yes. and they're like, girl, you're not doing that. Like you're crazy, you know? So, and I feel like you have a good family kind of getting to know you like through podcasts and and all the things, but like, how was those conversations and like how important is also a network of support for you and where did you find it? Yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, my, I'll, I'll talk about my, 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 the conversation with my parents in a minute, but I think that, that my, my network of support, obviously had a huge network when I, when I was leaving. And so really tapping into that, what did they think? And, and, and friends that were not in banking, but were in, in different industries. Right. And so really, again, being as diverse as possible around perspective and opinion. Mm -hmm. And I will say 99% were like, go for it. Right. If if anyone can do it, it's going to be you and And you'll, and you'll make a success out of it um, because you don't give up, right? You just yeah. keep going. Yeah. The, the parental conversation was a little bit different because while they understood that I had a very senior role in banking, I, they, I, I think it's always like, what do you do, right? My, mm. my brothers kind of, you know, would always make fun of me too. Like, oh, she's so corporate America. Mm. Um, and one of my brothers is an entrepreneur. So mm-hmm. I told them. And so of course they were supportive and we'll support you. But one, and I, I've shared this a, a couple of times, but I, my aunt who I love dearly, um, worked at Procter and Gamble for years. She was a, a senior executive. And so mm-hmm. I saw her as like a very, like, here's a woman in business. My mm-hmm. mom was a teacher and uh, the huge respect for her, but as a woman in business, you know, watched my aunt. I was in Florida visiting her and we had lunch and I was telling her all about Luminary and I asked her if she would read the business plan and et cetera, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. She was very you know, supportive. As I'm in the car ride home to my hotel, I texted my mom and my aunt on a group text saying, hey, you know, here's some pictures. It was so fun. Well, my, they don't realize it's a group text. I don't know. It's an age difference. And my aunt says, Katie's leaving banking WTF. And then my mom is going, oh man, (gasps) now they're going back and forth. And so I waited a while as I'm watching. And then I was finally like, um, this is a group text that I started. Um, I'm okay. I appreciate your note, the concern, and I'm happy to kind of talk through. And then it was like bubbles, no bubbles, bubbles, no bubbles. And then what I did later that I think that was that would have probably been in April and then in May, I was going out to visit another woman's space out in California. And mm-hmm. my uncle had lived there too. And I said, Mom, why don't you come with me? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so she walked into the space that unfortunately um, was a pandemic casualty, mm-hmm. but um, 
we walked out after kind of being in there and she's like, I get it. Mm. And Mm -hmm. this is your calling. I love it. That's so crazy. The texts. Like oh the my text God. Chain. I'll never forget it. Like no, I tell probably me still how you really it. feel, family. There <laughs> you go. Well, it's funny too, because I know you talk about, I mean, your your dad, is he still in the FBI? Former FBI? No, he's, re- he's retired. Oh my God. But, so yeah. surprised that he wasn't like, come to my side. <laughs> like I'll take yes. you on. Because I think you considered that, right? Like, did, did you consider like going into like the Yeah, that's what and, I thought yeah. I was going to do. That's I thought so I was cool. going to be an yeah. FBI agent. And then um, that again, didn't, I didn't, I didn't go forward. And my dad would say over many years, like, I'm glad you didn't do it. Nothing, again, no disrespect to the FBI, huge respect, but um, I, I, I feel like that private sector sort of career that I've had. um, And then that leading into entrepreneurial, it's the right thing. Plus I've also now been, I've kind of utilized the platform and, and financial financially as well to, to give back to the nonprofits that I, that I work with and and that I'm on the boards that I'm on. So that's, that's, that's important to me. And I think that's was instilled in me in a very young age around public service. And I do feel like luminary in a sense is, is a lot of public service. Yeah. I mean, you're changing lives, mindsets, direction. Wow. That's amazing. I, I can't imagine. I would love to be at like your holiday Thanksgiving and things. Yeah. <laughs> Poke it's, your dad a little bit for information. Yes. He's a vault. He is a vault. <laughs> sure, sure. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You're like, don't let Megan hole in. So um, <laughs> the life of entrepreneurship, as we know, I uh, deal with it, you know, like I was saying, high highs and low lows is not for the faint of heart, right? Um, so what is one of the biggest challenges? challenges on this journey you have embraced? Um, and you know, what have you learned about yourself as well? Oh my gosh. So I definitely underestimated, um, I have a very strong work ethic. I worked really hard as in my, and my, my whole career, Mm -hmm. I, I never thought I would be working this hard and this many hours. And, and part of it is, yes, I, I'm, I'm driven to succeed and want to make everyone a success within luminary community, mm-hmm. but also it is, you, you own it, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, everything is your responsibility. And we now have 25 people on our team. We've got, um, you know, awesome. it, uh, it's, 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 it's now, yes, it's a still a small business and we're not VC backed or anything like that, but it is, it is on me. So that is something mm-hmm. that I definitely underappreciated when I started this. I mm-hmm. think too is how isolating it is. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Y- you know, you, you can't, it's, it's, even if you talk to other founders, yeah. I, which I do, yeah. it's still hard to share all of what you're mentally going through. And like I said earlier and kind of joking, there are many times within a, a week, even sometimes within a day where I'm like, did I do the right thing? Should I have stayed in corporate? Um, mm. Am I cut out for this? Mm-hmm. Mm. And how do you manage those? Because it is, it's, real, it's high highs, right? There are yeah. days where I'm like, or we, so I'm like, I get, you know, five offers, everything comes through, coaching clients coming in. And then there's days where, you know, clients are yelling at you, candidates think you're, you know, a piece of trash, like you can't do anything right. You're like, okay, that's it. I, like I'm burning it down. I'm going soul cycle and having like unkind <laughs> thoughts about myself. So <laughs> I'm like, that soul, if soul cycle ain't helping, I'm really in trouble. So like, how do you manage those high highs and low lows? Like what are some, some things you do? Because as a founder, 
or, you know, as a front facing piece of your business, like we have to protect ourselves because I feel yes. like if we don't show up and we're burning the candle at both ends, like we're not able to give into all the things that we want to do. And I've learned that a hard way too, of just like trying to do it all and then like being frustrated and like shutting down. So like, how do you manage? Yeah. What's some of your strategies for um, the role? Well, I'll be honest. I'm not great at it. Yeah, um, someone asked, someone asked me the other day, like, what do you do for yourself? I'm yeah. like, there's not a lot um, mm-hmm. because I'm I am I am really always thinking about the business. Yeah. Now, yeah. one of the things that I do when I'm with my I have ten incredible nieces and nephews, oh, and so I cool. have amazing parents and yeah. brothers. When I'm with them, I'm present, yeah. right? I'm not sitting on my phone yeah. and and checking email. So I yeah. I really carve out that family time, and my boyfriend is amazing, and so mm-hmm. you know it making that time with him. He also helps me very think very strategically and also pulls me out of that rabbit hole Mm -hmm. sometimes, like get out of there. Like you're just going to keep going down, down, down. Um, but I have to learn also ways to do that myself. And, and sometimes it's just looking at where the business is from where it was. Mm -hmm. Um, the fact that we survived the pandemic as a business is, you know, remarkable. Yeah. And three of our almost five years were in a pandemic, right? right? So, right. Um, so, and and the fact that we're continuing to build and grow and and do very strategic things that that to me, I, I have to remember that. And it's it's often hard because yeah. to your point, yeah. you get the bad news or someone's like, I don't have the budget. You're like, right. damn, and you're like, you lost um, the contract. Yes, and I, know. And, I know. And so you can go into that very easily. And so, mm-hmm. you know. I have an incredible team around me. Mm-hmm. And so I also look to them yeah. around how they're focused on their roles and all of how they've grown over the years. So I get a lot of life Good. out of out of my team. But the yeah. last thing that I would say is oftentimes I will be in that sort of low and mm-hmm. it, it it happens again pretty regularly. And a member will will find me and or send me an email yeah. or say, oh my gosh, Kate because of luminary, this happened, or because of luminary, I'm here. And that to me is like, whoever's up there, God, whoever's like, they know you needed to hear that. I That's happened to me before too. I mean, I remember getting this like huge complaint, like again, sometimes you can never do anything right. And then, you know, into our group, there was this woman who wrote this like amazing, like beautiful, like you know, thank you for changing my life and whatnot. You're like, okay, all right. There, yep. We're doing the things. There's a purpose here. People, yes. people need us. Um, so I love that. And thank you for, you know, candidly sharing us. Yeah. I, I mean, just sometimes I, I'm also just not good at taking care of, or listening to my own advice. Yes. Yeah, totally. I'm the worst. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm so bad at it. Yeah. You're like, listen to yourself again. So, oh my gosh. Okay. Tell us more about Luminary. Cause yes, as you started, you know, started in the pandemic had what I assume was probably this beautiful space in New York. I'm 10,000% coming to visit you ASAP in New York um, to see it all and do all the things. Um, But how, you know, tell us about what you offer, you know, how did Mm -hmm. you pivot? And then how now, you know, maybe arguably like we, we are back like events. I mean, I just threw a huge event in Boston. People are way more comfortable. I think this is the year where people just really got comfortable. Totally. I don't know if you agree. Yeah. Yeah. So like what is luminary, uh, you know, through all the levels and layers, like how can we engage work? Like who is it for? Yeah. Yeah. So at the core of, of what we do is, is deliver programming. I mean, Mm -hmm. I think we, 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 we tell, we do almost 20 to 30 programs, workshops, events every month. 
That's awesome. Wow. And so um, I would say 50% of those are geared towards those in entrepreneurship or aspiring entrepreneurship or thinking about it. And then the rest is around advancing your career, developing your career, skills building, um, and then a lot around expanding your network and tapping into other networks and diverse networks versus just what you know. And then the last piece of that programming is around you holistically. So Mm -hmm. financial confidence, self-care, mental health, women's health, um, everything we forget about, right? Because we're so focused on the day-to-day. And we deliver that now in our space, absolutely. But we also deliver that and have since the beginning of the pandemic digitally. So mm-hmm. what happened in that Mar- April, May of 2020 was all of these people that wanted access to our programming now were somewhere else in the world. Right. We could now get to them. Yeah. And that happened on the individual level, as well as all of our um, enterprise clients. So if I'm working with JP Morgan, mm-hmm. which they're a great partner, mm-hmm. their women or their men in New York had access. Now they, anyone has access. Right. And so yeah. they can zoom into our programming. So that's a big part of what we do. We also, um, because of what you said around you know, being back in person, mm-hmm. um, we we grew so much virtually and digitally that yeah. we also realized people in these other cities were like, "Hey, we want to do something live." Yeah. So we've spent the last two years, literally, um, mm. in fifteen cities across the U.S. popping up. Yeah. Um, we'll head. To, we were just in Philly, and we're heading next week to Atlanta. And we bring that live experience of Luminary into these cities for a couple of days. Yeah. And it's all programming and, and, and community driven. And then we really focus on um, how are we driving impact? So again, from the community side, from the programming side, and one of the things that we felt we were missing was really cohorts, like smaller groups that can hold each other accountable, that they've got a coach or a guide. And so two months ago, we acquired a company called The Crew, um, founded by my friend and mentor, Tiffany, exactly. Um, Longtime Luminary member. And uh, and so we acquired The Crew. And now that's a new offering for both our enterprise clients, as well as our B2C customers around if you want to participate in these smaller group cohorts that of like-minded people, as you're thinking about really hitting your goals um, and and setting intentions and and holding yourself and and others in that cohort accountable. So that's kind of a big part of what we do. And the last thing that I would just say is we're so focused on supporting founders because we have a big entrepreneurial community as well as those in the traditional workforce around their journeys. And so we launched our fellowship program at the end of 2020, Mm -hmm. and that supports women-owned businesses, uh, women of color-owned businesses that really financially can't afford a membership at Luminary, but they need access to the the community and the resources. So those are funded by a number of our corporate partners. And we've done more than 2000 of them over the last three years. And that will continue into next year. Wow. So, so many different levels and layers. So you don't just have to be in New York. It's not just- No, and oh, yeah. Yeah. And one last thing we have, I, 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 not that I forget about it, but when we started in 2019, I said, I remember I said, I went out to California I met this, um, well, there are all these incredible spaces um, from women and BIPOC owned. And so we started reaching out to them and saying, hey, let's create a reciprocal membership where if you're traveling here or you're traveling there, you could have access. And so now we've got a partner network that's about 36 spaces around the country and growing abroad where 
our members in New York, if you're going to Houston or LA, they can pop into Sesh or Blackbird. But also if our digital members, right, that want that digital programming are in those cities, they also have a certain level of access to those spaces. And part of it is you need a community, we're a community, but also that physical location, they're more traditional workspaces, go there. That's mm-hmm. a built-in community. And it's mm-hmm. also driving business opportunities for those partners. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I'm like, my wheels are turning in Boston. So I you know. Know, we'll get on that conversation yes. after. Um, but that's so interesting. And I, I agree. I mean, just coming off of a mastermind, as I was telling you about, and something I never um, was a part of back in the day. Yep. <clears throat> Excuse me. I mean, I feel like it, it's always such a big in- investment mm-hmm. at all levels. So I love that you have a lot of different ways that you can work because I feel you know very fortunate to be able to make the investment, but I make it in myself so that I can bring it to other people. Exactly. And what I loved about this mastermind is I'll tell you, and maybe, you know, you can relate at some levels, like early on in my career, and I do what I do because I truly, Kate, did not have mentors growing up. I didn't have a lot of women that wanted to see me do well. Mm -hmm. It was a little crazy. Um, Because I I feel like, again, that's cut from the same cloth. Like, I'm not a wallflower. Um, I'm not afraid to share my voice. Yeah. And but at certain points, I think I was because I I was sort of like held down and and shrunk a little bit, you know, around these other bigger women personalities that I think were really managing and shame and ego driven and fear and all of this. And I was like, oh wow, yeah, I got lots of stories. There's there's a book coming somehow. But you know, in this mastermind, they asked us this first question as we're all like going around the room, like, what are you most excited about? You know, so I stood up and I kind of shared that story, but I also said, I'm really excited to see collectively 42 strangers, women, strangers, many who are doing the same things that others are doing. So competition, as mm-hmm. we always are like, oh, it's too much competition out there. There's, there's people for everybody clapping for each other and genuinely wanting to see the best, share ideas, share what's yeah. working. And I just was like blown away. So, you know, this community, like now I'm completely sold because I feel like in Boston, we've never really had that before. And I always yeah. get so jealous of New York and LA um, because in my soul, I'm just that like, what what can I do? How can I do more of it? Yeah. And how can I be involved? And how can I connect people? So I feel like there's some like, I've met a lot of women who have those spaces in other um, yes. cities, so I will connect you. But, um, you know, I think it's so amazing what you're doing and just so needed and so freaking life-changing when you can get women that can come and be vulnerable and share without feeling shame and get actionable solutions to like make changes in their life. Right. Absolutely. That's what it's about. Right. It's like that you can immediately apply things um, or conversations or connections. This isn't, I'm watching and no, this is not a, a negative, but some celebrity that I can I can't really think I can't get there right now, right? right? I'm just trying to get to the next week. And yeah. so how do you put the the stories out there and getting women and men because again we're gender inclusive to mm-hmm. to share these stories so that we're collectively having impact but as a community we're creating change, we're creating new opportunities, we're creating that impact. I love it. And to have people people that want to help, genuinely want to help. I love that so much. So there's um, digital options. And then in New York, um, yes, you say physical. you have, yeah, you have your physical and it's so smart. I mean, and then especially with digital people can tap in all over the world. Um, so I know you've talked a lot in podcasts and whatnot about having 
also a network called like the Whisper Network. Yes. Um, that are these like kind of specific conversations. I know you kind of talk about a lot of different topics. I would have, I would love to like dive into that negotiations topic because I yeah. love negotiating the heck out of money and finance and salaries. But yes. that's like such a huge pain point as well. And I know you referenced this in Elise's podcast of like women just talking about money in general. Like, do you know what your best friend makes? Like, do you know? No, we don't talk about it. There, there's no. a lot behind that too. And then us women being able to ask for more or getting yeah. an offer and maybe feeling like it's low balled. And like, how do you go back and say, this is actually like what I'm worth yeah. if you would like to invest in me. So like, do you still have the Westford ne- networks going on? Like what conversations are in there? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and they've, they've, I would say they've evolved, transformed. So we have a, every other month, we now have a breakfast um, that is um, called Defining Success. So it's part of that Whisper Network umbrella, but it's really around 30, usually 30 women in a room and talking about how they have really changed their view of what success is um, and how they are, look, are they looking to get there? There are so many women in the workforce that are also what we say in transition or thinking about transition, right? Mm-hmm. Whether they're looking for a new opportunity, they're, they're they they they've just reevaluated priorities, or they're looking for a, a, a they've got a different purpose. Yeah, and so this is something that is t- is coming up over and over. The other piece we have is a series um, around owning your worth. And that is really also about, I'm speaking at something. How do I know what to ask for? Um, If I'm going to to negotiate for that raise, Mm -hmm. if I feel like I continue to be passed up um, in my job by my manager, right? What are those tips? What's that advice? What would others share? Mm -hmm. And, And it's amazing because once you start the conversation and one person shares or one person talks, everyone feels like they have that. Okay, now I can right, do like it. I can do it. Yeah. 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 And yeah. that's, and, and then when you walk away and the people go, oh, well, great, I can do that. I can actually have this conversation or go back tomorrow. And a lot of that is corporate, right? Because we yeah. work with so many um, women in, in the work, the traditional workforce. Yeah. I think the other piece that's happening on the entrepreneur side is, it's again, if you're, if you're going in your fundraising, if you're talking to customers, mm-hmm. really evaluating, you know, my time is money, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. that's one thing. Yeah. Two is what are my products or services truly worth? Um, where have I benchmarked? Um, yeah. And am I undervaluing myself and, and what, what we're doing or what I'm providing? So yeah. spending a lot of time on just making sure we're, we're, we're again, owning that money conversation. Oh God, we have to, cause I feel like that was the biggest thing for me starting coaching my coaching business. And then again, like starting it when a lot of people were not working. And then I was like, Oh, I probably shouldn't charge people or yeah. I'm scared to charge people. <laughs> and uh, you're like, no, you know, you have all this X years experience. And I think like you, you sort of like beta test things and, and you get better and better. And I mean, I'm certainly like far beyond where I started like where I am now with all my programs and whatnot, but it is so tricky in terms of like valuing what Mm -hmm. we really bring to the table and standing in that worth. And I always say the people that see, don't let your value be defined by somebody that doesn't see it. Right. So there, I call it the prices, right? And know your number, right? Know that number that you'll walk away from too, right? Because it's not just the number that you want. It's also, you've got to have that line where, you know, you know what, 
this isn't worth it. Um, and I think whether that's, again, in a, in a traditional corporate lens or that entrepreneurial lens, you've got to have that and then be okay with it. Yeah. No, and just, and, and so I always say like, drop the anchor, sit with it. Don't over explain, don't over discuss like, this is it. This is right. what I'm looking for. Boom. And move on. So is there beyond that? Is there another, you know, after these four years building this community, I know you have a lot of different programs, but is there like a constant theme that you've seen or something that really has come out of the pandemic that is like always that pain point or, or what do you feel like we just struggle the most? Yes. With? I mean, it's, it, yes. it, it's, it's crazy to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because after almost five years of doing this, and and also my 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 former life, yeah, still what's coming up is this confidence piece, and you and I talked oh, about huge. it beginning. Yes. Um, yes. The, figuring out that next step, how do I get there? Mm-hmm. Um, this idea of you know mentorship and networking mm-hmm. and investing time in, in relationship building, I think. Uh, again, especially the younger generation think it's, it's, it just comes so easily. It doesn't, right? You've got to really invest no. time in this and building yes. that network. Yes. And then I think the the other piece is just around um, communication, right? Effective communication, delivering tough conversations and feedback. And all of that is sort of wrapped around this communication, mm-hmm. um, knowing your style, knowing your tone, knowing your audience. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a lot of the workshops that we do both for our general community and then a, a lot of the, 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 the corporate, um, the enter- our enterprise clients, because we work with so many companies, yeah. is delivering that. And yeah. those are the topics they come back time and time again yeah. in employee surveys. Oh, always. And I want anyone to, for listening, whether you're just starting out in your career or the senior executives uh, you know, out there that have held like president and CEO level roles, isn't it crazy Kate, to see those C-level people where we look up to them or like, they get it all figured out, they get all the confidence, are honestly sometimes the ones that come to me and are struggling the most. I'm like, totally. tell, tell me your story. They're like, I don't know how to talk about myself. I'm like, you run a team of 500 people. What do you mean? Because we're always so focused on everybody else. Else, right? When does any, anybody, except if you're an interview, sit down and be like, who are you? What do you do? No, what exactly. Do you do? I, I, I spoke at an event yeah. last night in New York, yeah. um, a great event. And there were, yeah. I think there were, let's call it a hundred people in the audience. Yeah. And I asked, I was doing the closing kind of remarks and awesome. I said, okay, how many of you feel comfortable doing your ele- an elevator pitch, right? Not a sales pitch and ele- about right. you. Yeah. Five people, maybe. Yeah. And three of them were men. Right. So they we were love comfortable. You men, but of course love you. you. But, <laughs> yeah. And so the exercise as we like yeah. headed into the, the end was yeah. practice it. Yes. Right. Do it in front of your dog. Do it in front of the mirror. Practice it with your friends. Like you mm-hmm. need to be able to tell your story concisely. Right. Right. But also get the points you want to get across because yeah. these are missed opportunities when you don't. Yeah. And and yeah. I think this comes back to confidence and communication yeah. Um, yeah. and just feeling this, I hate the, I'm not a big fan of like the word permission, but just feeling this ownership around, you know what? I should be sharing my story. I'm pretty amazing. Heck yeah. And also no one is going to know what you do or who you are unless you tell them, like we're exactly. not mind raiser, readers. Same and with I think, your managers, right? right? You've got to tell them what you're contributing and your accomplishments. Yes. If you're going for a new job, like they've got to know, yeah. right? Because yeah. this whole thing that we were told as women for a long time, keep yeah. your head down, don't worry, you'll get tapped. That's no. bullshit. No, no one's thinking about us. 
No, you've got to, you've got to have your head high, raise your hand, be visible, be engaged. Yeah. And especially too, in, in, um, opportunities where maybe you are looking for a career pivot or looking to do something else. Like you have to be so clear of what that is. And then also like be able to have a network of people that can keep you in mind to say, Oh, by the way, like, Oh, so-and-so wanted to do that and recommend you and things like that. But I, I think the, uh, the connection in the networking these days too, people just, especially if you're an introvert, you're like, no thanks. But I'm like, you got to get out there, make friends, yeah, exactly. <laughs> join Luminary. Exactly. So what exactly. are your plans for the future, Kate, as we wrap up? Like, what are you really excited about for 2024? We'll get through 2023 together. And then yes, <laughs> uh, we're excited yeah. about this integration of the crew that we yeah. acquired and, and awesome. kind of getting that, um, yeah. uh, you know, for 2024 really hit the ground running. We're, we're excited to, you know, get back on the road. So we'll do another six to eight cities again next year. Um, and we're excited to, to hopefully see the companies that we're working with today really doubling down and investing in their people because mm-hmm. it is a tough market. It is a tough world. It is a tough time. So you can't forget about investing in your pipeline and in your people. Yeah. Um, and then hopefully we'll see some of these numbers change around um, women and access to capital. And mm-hmm. so we want to be part of that conversation. Mm-hmm. We want to be driving the change there. So mm-hmm. we're excited about 2024 yeah, um, and, so awesome. and hopefully we'll continue to, to, to shine and grow. You will. So how can people find more about Luminary? I mean, I know you have a really great website, but you know, what is the best way for someone to find, tap in, tune in, engage with you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so our website's just weareluminary.com. That's the same. Our social at Instagram is the same. And then mm-hmm. you can find us on LinkedIn. Yeah. For me, yeah. um, it's just, uh, it's very simple. I'm Kate Luzio, Kate with a C, um, L-U-Z-I-O. Uh, for LinkedIn as mm-hmm. well as for Instagram. My mm-hmm. preferred platform is where I spend most of my time is LinkedIn. LinkedIn so connect yeah. with me. Yeah. Um, if yeah. you're an individual, if you're a company, um, and and again, driving that to, to We Are Luminary, you'll see all of what we do and, uh, and our offerings. And um, we're excited to continue to grow the community. Yeah, no. And I feel like you're so generous on LinkedIn. I mean, I remember too, years back, you were doing those chats, um, yes. right? Going live. And I, I just always appreciate um, women who are not the gatekeepers, but are like really, truly like looking and open to sharing all the things and people and individuals. And I'll tell you, coming from my live event, like bringing like-minded people together, like the connections that are made that Amazing. someone like, it's like, oh, Kate, you know, you know, Kate in this or, or Kate talks yes. about you. And then, you know, there's just like, there's this beautiful synergy. Small that's world. what I love. It's all synergy. So that's really amazing. So I cannot wait. And hopefully one of your stops will be in Boston. Um, and before I let you go, I always love to like close out with this question. What does it mean to you to pivot with purpose? Oh, um, so I think, you know, the word pivot is an interesting one. So I think there's um, one is, are you truly pivoting? Are you doing something in a complete different direction, which Mm -hmm. amazing, Um, but know what that path is, right? Mm. What that what your priorities are, um, as you pivot um, to go down that path. And then for those of you that are sort of adapting, right? Maybe you're not doing a full pivot. It's the same. It's like, what is that path going to provide me? What am I going to learn? Um, and how do I navigate that path using communities, using my network, um, using my skills? So in my mm-hmm. mind, that's that pivot with purpose. I love it. So it's clarity, confidence, 
communication. <laughs> exactly. You know, th- those are those are our pillars. Okay, so we're we're, we're building new brand pillars as well. Exactly. We, we got something in the works over here. But oh my gosh, <laughs> you are freaking incredible! I am so excited to um, be connected with you, and thank you for sharing this amazing story. And I just know, like my network, to have access to like other resources and tools to help women advance and at all levels. Um, it's just really so important and so needed and so needed as we move forward into the new year. So thank you so much, Kate, for being a part of our podcast. I look thank forward to you. seeing you soon. Yes, yes. we're going to stay tuned <laughs> because next year we're going to do something live. I promise you in New York. Stay tuned. Yes. Thanks, Kate. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of Pivot with Purpose. If you like what you heard in this episode, please tag and share us at pivotwithpurpose underscore podcast on Instagram and spread the love within your networks. For more ways to work with me one-on-one and get all access to my content, join my community by signing up at www.meganhool.com.